All right, we're looking at Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. I love that. That's right. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. He says, "What what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, Practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Um, and so this is what he's saying our mind should be, should be set on. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, and whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, whatever is of excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about this thing. And why does he say we should think about these things? Because the Bible says wherever you, wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is also. And so if your mind is on those, if your mind is on, on the honorable, on the just, on the pure, on the lovely, on what is commendable, then that's where your heart is going to be also. Your mind is going to be on doing what is noble. Um, there are several scriptures that come to mind regarding that. And uh, one verse in particular, in Isaiah 32, he says, but he who is noble plans noble things, 32 verse 8. But he who is noble plans noble things, and on noble things he stands. And so whatever you, whatever our, our mind is on, if our mind is on noble things, we're going to make noble plans. We're going to do noble deeds, and that's how it works. What you think often it becomes the thoughts become actions, actions become habits, habits become a lifestyle. And that's exactly what the Lord wants for us. That's really what Paul is saying here. He wants what is uh, those honorable thoughts, those just thoughts, those pure thoughts, those lovely thoughts, those commendable thoughts, those excellent thoughts, those praiseworthy thoughts. He wants those thoughts to become habits, which then turn, uh, I'm sorry, actions, which then become habits, which then turn into a lifestyle. So we're living a lifestyle of honorable behavior, of just behavior, of pure and holy behavior, right? So it's a that's that's where you know where all thoughts um, come from. You know, it's he says uh, there's so many scriptures coming to mind, but if you if this is what Matthew Matthew chapter uh, fifteen is all about when when Paul says, I mean when the Lord says. Uh, in verse uh, uh, Matthew 15, verse 19, he says, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. He says, these are what defile a person, right? So if if our thoughts can lead to, if what's in our heart can lead to behaviors, then what Paul, what uh, as Christ said, then what Paul is saying here is that the opposite is also true. If our heart can lead us into ungodly behavior, unholy behavior, like he says in uh, Matthew 15 and verse 19, uh, murder, adultery, sexual morality, theft, false witness, slander, if that can come out of our heart, right? If that can come out of our evil, uh, out of our thoughts, then the opposite is also true. In Philippians in chapter 4, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, all those thoughts can lead to behaviors too. And that's exactly what we're aiming for. Um, the, our Lord te- teaches us in Matthew in chapter 6. He, he teaches us the same thing. 
he says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21, he says, uh, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If I'm treasuring those things which are of God, he says, think about those things. If I'm thinking about it, it means I'm treasuring it. I love it. I value it. I appreciate it. And so if I'm, if I'm, if I'm thinking about those things, I value those things. I'm meditating on it. I want, I make plans around it. I think about how I can do it. <clears throat> and if I think like that, then that means that I'm treasuring it. I'm valuing it. He says, and where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the thing I value, that's what I'm always going to dwell on. That's what I'm always going to be thinking about. This is why you find so many people when they want to do the wrong thing or people who love money, you know, people who love money, all they do is think about money all day and night. They think about how I can make more money, how I can uh, keep the money I have, how I can get money from somebody else. That's all they think about. That's all they dream about. Because it's their God. It's the thing that they treasure. It's the thing that they value. The, you hear somebody talking about something all, all the time, the same topic all the time, the same thing all the time. That tells you what they value. You see, if, if, if you, know, you hear me or hear, you know, uh, hear me talking about missions, hear me talking about holiness, hear me talking about whatever, whatever you hear me talking about repeatedly all the time, that's the thing that I value. And, what, and because you can hear me talking about those things, you see that my, li- that my life is built around those things. And you can tell that with anybody. Let's pay attention. Anybody who's, thought, anybody who's always talking about the same things over and over again, you can tell that that's what their lifestyle is all about. And so that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that our, that our, um, our life, our thoughts lead to habits, lead to actions, lead to habits, lead to a lifestyle. And so because that is the case, excuse me, because that's the case, Paul tells us that, in other words, where your thoughts go, your body's going to go. That's 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 in a nutshell what Paul is saying there in that verse, where your thoughts go, that's where your body's eventually going to go. And so Paul says, if your thoughts are going to go somewhere let them go to heaven. Let them go into heaven uh, because then that's where your body's going to go to. He says in Colossians chapter three, he says, if then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart, set, uh, set, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above not on the things that are on the earth. Set your mind on the things which are above in heaven, heavenly things, the pure things, the honorable things, the noble things, the just things. Everything in heaven is pure and holy and godly and good and just. Everything in heaven. And so that's what God wants us to set our minds on, on Yeshua, who is seated on the throne in heaven, in the place of power in God, because he is God. So we have to seek him, seek him, set set our minds on him. And then where's the rest of our life going to go? Where's the direction of our life going to go? It's going to go in the direction of his will. You see, that's and that's what and that's what Paul is talking about. He wants our minds to be set on Yeshua so that our life will go in the direction of Yeshua's will. 
he says, so set your mind on things which are above. And not only that, what does that mean? That means that when I set my mind on things which are above, it means that I am, it's like setting a table. If, you know, if, if I'm setting a table, I'm putting flowers down on the table. Or if I'm, uh, you know, setting, um, setting a particular um, vase or something down on the table, I'm setting it there and I'm leaving it there. You know, when, you, when we set up our house, the microwave is there. We put the refrigerator, the refrigerator is there. The refrigerator is set in one particular place. The, uh, our light fixtures and all those things, they are set in a particular place and they don't move. Right? They don't move. And it's the same thing with us. When we set our mind on God, we're setting our mind on him and then we're leaving it there. You see, just like that vase, we're setting our minds on him and we're leaving it there. In other words, we're turning, we're turning our entire life, we're turning our entire life over to him, right? We're setting our mind on him. So we're saying, Lord, we want our mind on you continuously. And what happens when we do that? There's a beautiful verse of uh there's a beautiful verse in Isaiah um there's a beautiful verse in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 beautiful verse in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 what happens when we set our mind on him what happens when we think about whatsoever things are pure, noble, just of a good report, and our lives go in the direction of his commands? What does he say? What is a beautiful promise for us? He says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. You see, that's a beautiful promise from God to us because we need peace of mind. We need peace. We need to have peace in our life. You know, in a world where there's just so much turmoil, so much chaos, so much confusion, so much wickedness, so much evil. He says, you keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Whose mind is what? Set on you. And why? Because what is that a sign of? It's a sign that he trusts you. You trust him. You trust him. He says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts in you. When our minds are set on God at all times, it is a sign that we trust him. And that's what God wants for us to do. He, he wants us to think about him. He wants us to think on his will. And that is the sign that we trust him, that we trust that whatever he puts into our hearts to do, whatever he commands us to do, that is what is best for us. You see, it's the sign of trust. It's like, for example, it's like working for somebody's agenda. Like when, when people believe in, in the CEO, right? Say a new, they, uh, you know, say, a, a, or just, a, yeah, let's just take a CEO for an example. When somebody trusts the boss, what do they do? They think about how they can execute his plan, right? Take it when a new, a new boss comes in and then, you know, the old boss is retired or quit or whatever. New CEO comes in, lays out his vision for the company. He says, I want to go in this direction. 
and people trust that. They say, we believe in your vision. And so because they believe in his vision, they say, what are we going to do? We are going to work for his vision. We're going to deliver for the boss. We're going we're gonna to deliver. And so what are they doing? Every day and every night, they're thinking about how they can execute on the boss's vision for the company. You see what I mean? That's, that's the sign that they trust in him. They trust in his vision. They trust in his plan for them. And it's the same thing with us. Or take any leader. Take King, for example. All the people who were working with King, all the people even who were working with many other civil rights leaders who believed in their vision uh, for America and, and American justice and so on, they believed in that vision. So all those people were out there marching, getting beat, getting stoned, getting arrested, getting killed. Why? Because they believed in the vision of Dr. King and many other leaders. The, the apostles, same thing. They were willing to die for the sake of the Lord Yeshua and because they believed in what he said and what he taught. They believed in his vision. And so this is what we're talking about. When you have your mind stayed on the Lord, what you're saying is, I trust your vision for my life. I trust your plan for my life. And I want to work. I want to spend my life thinking and planning. I want to spend my life thinking about how I can do your will. Because I trust you. I trust your will is best for my life. I may not always like it. It may not always be comfortable. It may hurt. It may be some pain. There's going to be some suffering involved. There's going to be people who don't want to be around me, some people who don't like me, some friends I got to cut off, some places I can't go, some people I can't hang out with, some things I can't watch, some things I got to separate myself from, and there's going to be pain and suffering involved. But Lord, I trust your vision and your plan for my life. It's what's best for me. So I'm going to have my mind set on you and on how I can do your will because I trust you. And see, and there's a, another beautiful verse in, in, uh, in Psalm 119 and verse 32. Psalm 119 and verse 32. Uh, <clears throat> Psalm 119, verse 32. <clears throat> he says, uh, I claim, verse starting at verse uh Verse 30, you see, this is all throughout the Bible. You, you just can't get away from it. It's all throughout the Bible. Psalm 119, verse 30 through 32. He says, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. I set them before me. They're in front of me. They're my vision. They're my thought. They're, I set them at the forefront of my mind. He says in verse 31, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. And then verse 32, because I've set your rules before me, because I cling to your testimonies, because I'm thinking about your, your plan for me, I'm thinking about what you want from me, I'm thinking about how you want me to live my life and how I can please you. My mind is set on you. What does he say in verse 32? I will run. I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. He says, I will run, another verse, another version says, I will run in the direction of your commandments for you have enlarged my heart. I will run in that way. You see, and that's what happens when our minds are set on him. We run in the direction of the Lord's commandments. And that's what he wants. He wants us to run to him, run in the way of his will, run in the way of his command, run in the way of what he wants. But it begins first and foremost with putting his law, his thoughts into our head, him putting, uh, um, 
It begins with us thinking and meditating on him and setting our minds on him and on what he wants for our life. And to have our mind made up, in other words, that's what we're saying. To have your mind made up, Lord, I am going to do things your way, period. I want to live my life for you no matter the cost, no matter the cost to me, no matter what it means, the sacrifice has got to be made. Lord, I want to live my life for you and I'm going to set my mind on you. And that's all that's and that's what Paul is saying. Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are of a good report. If anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And then what's going to happen? Last verse, he says, uh, and, and what's going to happen? Verse nine, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. When your mind is set on those things, you're going to imitate Yeshua and his apostles and the God of peace will be with you. And that's the most important thing that you and I can have in life. It doesn't matter if nobody in the whole world is with us as long as the God of peace is with us. And he will be with us if we trust and believe in his program for our lives. Amen. So we got to set our minds on him, put our thoughts on him and leave them there. And then what's going to happen? Those thoughts those, those thoughts that we're going to have, those holy, those just, those lovely, those commendable, those excellent, those praiseworthy thoughts, that's going to turn into actions. We're going to start to do commendable, honorable, just things. And then once we start doing commendable, honorable, and just things, we're going to live a commendable, just, and honorable, and holy, and lovely lifestyle. And it's going to be pleasing to the Lord. It's going to be honoring to the Lord. It's going to give him glory and praise, and he's going to be with us, and he's going to bless us. To, to go even further in his will. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, Lord. Help us to think on you. Help us to be like you. Help us to dwell on you, Lord. We want to do everything that pleases you. We want to do everything that honors you. Cleanse us from our sins, Father. Help us deal with our self-will, Father. Cut away from us any uh, resistance to you, Father. Cut it out of us. The self-will, Father. Circumcise our hearts, Lord. It cut off of us our self-will behavior. Lord, we want to be pleasing and holy to you and to surrender ourselves entirely to you. Let us set our minds on you and show us how we can set our minds on you, Father. We love you and praise you and give you glory in your holy name, Yeshua, we pray. Amen.